the rewards of faith from God himself. Today on Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman. God is the rewarder of faith, which is interesting because he's the author of it as well. But when he gives us this faith and we exercise that which he gives us, he then turns around and rewards us. Now, we'll be taking a look at Hebrews chapter 11, along with Romans chapter 4, to kind of flesh this out a bit. Won't you join us as we are encouraged to exercise our faith, understanding that there are rewards to follow. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. It says, but Abraham was not weak in his faith. Even though his his circumstances clearly were contrary to what God had spoken. He says, but not being weak in faith. Do we allow our present state and circumstances to de- to determine what level of faith we're going to have never allow your present state or circumstances to declare to you what kind of faith you're going to have don't you let your present circumstances talk to you louder than god is talking to you don't you let your present circumstance whisper in your ear and tell you that you cannot come out If you are diligent in seeking God, he will reward you. Don't let what you're going through in your life tell you because your circumstances will whisper to you. Your circumstance will keep you up at night, will have you up two or three o'clock in the morning worrying and stressing about something that God has already got figured out if we just diligently seek him. Can I have an amen today? And this is what happens. We have to get it in our mind that I'm not going to let my circumstances become louder to me than God who has clearly spoken to me that he is a God of promise and that he will reward me as I diligently seek him. It says, and not being weak in faith. He didn't look at, look what he says. He says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. His circumstances, he didn't allow his circumstances to dictate to him what was going to happen. You may not have all the degrees, but you better go and apply for that job. You may not have all the this and the that. And I'm not saying that you don't need to go get it. But what I am saying is if God is telling you to move, you got to move. And you can't always, God, God does not always place us in positions totally based on our natural qualifications. Sometimes God wants you there because God wants you there. And if God wants you there, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Can I have an amen, y'all? We just got to start believing and getting in our mind that, wait a minute, I'm going to do what God's asking me to do. And it's a matter of us believing that, God, you're, you will diligent, if I, as I diligently seek you, God, you're going to reward me openly. It would have been easy for Abraham to look at his body and say, oh, man. And, he, and, and as you, if you read the story in, in the book of Genesis, you read the story, 
he, he started going down the road and he started. But I love the Bible. It says he, that he didn't get weak in faith. He didn't consider his own body. Even when he stumbled a few times, he said, well, girl, let's try again. Because why? Because when God sends his word, which has creative power and ability, it cannot return void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent out to accomplish. So if God says you are blessed, you better get ready. You're about to be blessed. If God said you're healed, you better get ready. You're about to be healed. If God said that he's going to make a way out of nowhere, you better get ready because there's going to be a main way out of nowhere. Can I have an amen in this place? we got to get our faith right. And start believing that if God said it, he's going to be a rewarder of me because I'm diligently seeking him. This is what we have to get to in our walk with God. He says, and not being weak in faith. Look at verse 19. He did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. He said, and he did not what? Waver at the promise of God through unbelief. This is what happens to a saints. It's one thing to have weak faith. It's another thing to be in a position where we're wavering in our faith because unbelief is starting to creep in. It's like we're on a rocky ship. We're not stable. And we're being blown. And, and, and one day I believe God. And, and, have, and I don't know about you, but there's been moments in my life where I've had schizophrenic faith. At 6 a.m. I was believing. By noon I'm tripping. At 2 o'clock, I'm there, and then, and then I'm talking to myself, and, and I'm speaking to myself, and I'm, I'm trying to get myself out of it, and, and you're wavering, and unbelief is trying to fight its way into your mind. It's trying to precious itself into you, and then you start thinking of other ways in which you can get it done. And I, I remember when we were trying to get in this building, I would start thinking, well, maybe we should try this and that, and, and I'm going through all this process in my mind and God is telling me no you're gonna get in that building right there there's no other building I'm like yeah but maybe if we you know we just go down here and you know maybe oh this is good too Lord you know maybe we'll try this over here Lord you know and and Lord is like no this is what I said and voila (laughs) but what happens is all of us are gonna have those moments whether you're a pastor Whether you're in business, you're going to have moments when your faith is going to be tested. And you're going to have to find stability even in the midst of your emotions trying to waver through unbelief. We have to stay rock solid. Can I have an amen? We have to stay rock solid and say, no, this is what God has said. And Abraham, he said, well, maybe if I just go into her... We can make it happen. And so now we have Ishmael. And he had to get back on track. Because no, if God says this is what he's going to do. And I'm saying this to you, saints. If God said he's going to do something, he's going to do something for you. And he's going to honor his word. Can I have an amen? But we cannot waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He didn't do it. 
He didn't catch the wave. He didn't start drifting. This is what he's saying. And for us, it's the same thing. We have to get to a place in our lives where we don't allow the winds to drive us to the place where we enter into a zone of unbelief. And it may not be that you don't, yeah, you believe God, but in this area, I don't believe God in this area, Pastor. I done wavered. Unbelief. Well, let's bring you out. No, I don't. Okay, you guys can pray. Go ahead, let's try. Wow, well, I might as well. Did you call the church and ask for prayer? Well, I didn't want to bug anybody, you know. Did you respond to the altar call? You know, I thought about it. But then I had to go to the bathroom, so I just went to the bathroom. And did you, did you, did you, did you, did you call up one of the prayer warriors? Did you let them know what was going on? No, you know, you know, I, I, I'm going to be okay. I know God's got this. Well, he doesn't have that. If you don't have faith, and if you're not believing God, and you're letting unbelief set in, saints, if you're going to go out, go out believing God. Go out like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You got to go out like that. Like that, 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 hey, if he doesn't deliver me, you're going to know that we are not going to serve. Put me in the fire. But I'm not going out in unbelief. It says this man of God did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But look what it says here. He says, but was, look at verse 20, but was strengthened in faith. He said, giving glory to God. Why? Because he knew that God was a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There has to get to a place where our weak faith becomes strong faith. And the only way in which that happens is by exercising our faith. And the only way that we exercise is through God putting a contrary circumstance in front of us where we got to start lifting a little bit and exercising our faith muscle so that we gain some strength in this area. And once we beat the lion, then we're willing to take on the bear. And once we beat the bear, then we're willing to take on Goliath. And once we take on Goliath, nobody can stand before us. We're ready to fight anybody. Can I have an amen? This is what David did. He testified, I beat the lion and I beat the bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that comes to defy the armies of the living God? He was strengthened in his faith. And it's the same thing for us. We've got to get to a place where we become strong in our faith by looking at opportunities to exercise our faith. Oh, okay, devil, you're going to try to hit me with this and think that I'm going to go into unbelief. No, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to believe God. And once I overcome this, this, this thing, I'm going to be ready for the next thing. Because I'm just getting stronger and stronger and stronger in my faith. Because I'm exercising every day, amen. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And every day God is teaching me how to walk with him. And I'm understanding that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says in verse 21, this is what we get to. He says, and he says, giving glory to God, look at verse 24, and being fully convinced 
that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. It's one thing to have God promise you something. It's another thing to know that he is a rewarder, that he is able to perform it. That he's able to do it. It's not that I know he can do it. It's not that I know that, God, you're able to do this, and you're going to do it for me. Because you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Lord, you're going to do it. Sometimes we've got to start telling God what we know he's going to do. And start speaking faith over our lives instead of despair and discouragement and fear and unbelief and questioning and murmuring and complaining in our tents. That God, I know that you are going to do this. I know it. How do you know he's going to do it? The only reason why I know he's doing it, because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of a man that he should ever have to repent. If he spoke it, if he spoke it will he not make it good? God's going to do this. Did you know God's going to do this? Hey, did you know, hey, did you know God's going to do this? And then when you really get it, you start telling other people what God's going to do because you know God is the one who does things well. Saints, for all of us, we have to make sure that this becomes a part of our language. There's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. I know that. But there is a place in God where you get to where you know that, hey, this isn't foolishness. This isn't presumption. This is what God said. We would have thought that it was foolish for Abraham to believe God in this circumstance. We don't have anybody 100 in the room. But some of you are looking around at 60 and saying, I ain't having nothing. <laughs> Them days are over. Now imagine that you're 100. He says here in verse 21, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Maybe it's not having babies and stuff. Do you believe God can fix your marriage? Do you believe God can help you to get your finances in order? Do you believe God to help you to get your credit back right? Do you believe God to help you to deal with unfavorable circumstances on your job? Do you believe God that, Pastor, I've been living in an apartment my whole life. I really have a dream to get a house. Do you believe God? Do you believe God that, Pastor, I've been struggling with this anger problem for years. I just need. Do you believe God that he's a rewarder, that he can set you free? Do you believe God that as you're seeking him, if you're addicted to drugs, that God, that God's going, he's going to take the taste out of your mouth. That if you're struggling with pornography or any form of addiction, that God could come in and break every chain off of your life as you diligently seek him. Do you believe God? Do you believe God that he can put love in your heart that you've never had before and that he can help you to forgive people that you need to forgive? Do you believe God that he's going to reward you with giving you peace? That if you're, if you're by, by, by nature, you're always worrying and stressed out about things. Do you believe God that he's, going to, that he's going to lift that thing off your life and give you a peace that surpasses all understanding? 
that's going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, that as you seek him, that he's going to reward you, that he's going to take depression out of your life, that you're not going to walk around with a a spirit of heaviness, that God's going to lift that and give you the garment of praise, that he's going to take depression and break the yoke of depression and get you in a place of freedom where you can smile again. Some of us in the room need to smile, but we don't believe God. Well, this is just my plight. This is my thorn in the flesh. I'm going to be depressed for the devil is a lie. You better tell the devil, I'm going to praise God until I get my breakthrough. And God is going to give me a garment of praise. Woo! Glory to God. God's going to give me the garment of praise. This has to be something that we start doing to ourselves. We start speaking to ourselves. Knowing that he will reward us as we did diligently seek him. And we know that, God, you are able to perform. Saints, in this church, we're going to walk in love and the grace of God. We, so much stuff we have going on here, so many ministries. Come out here on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. The word of God is going for People are being taught. People are being blessed. But we have to create an atmosphere within our church. Where that it is clear that we are believers. That when people come in off the street that do not know Jesus, they come into an atmosphere where there's a bunch of people that really, they know God and they believe that he will reward them. And the same God that they know and will reward them is the same God that wants to wrap his arms around every human being on the face of the planet that will come to God through faith and repentance. And that this atmosphere in the church becomes a part of our culture. That, that, that if you get around those people at the well, they're going to believe God with you. As long as they know it's lining up with God's word, they're going to believe God with you. And there's a lot of faith that's in that house. This has to be what we create here in the church. And it is not just because of what's being preached from the pulpit. It's what's being taken and ran with from the pulpit that it springs forth into your neighborhoods into your streets into our school system that when people get around us there's a sense of faith there's a sense of faith and it may not always and i want to say this just like it may not always result in the expected end that you want but it's but it's there that if god needs faith he knows just where to find it in your life This is what we have to start getting. And then we're going to start seeing the rewards flow our way. Saints, this morning, I hope this charges you to continue to believe God. Go from knowing who he is and loving him to start seeing that God, he's going to reward me. Because I diligently seek him. Come on, everybody. Let's stand to our feet. The book of Hebrews chapter 11. Talks about Abel and Enoch and Noah, Abraham, Moses, David. If you go down here, Gideon, Barak. It just gives you just such a, a, a powerful picture of how God just used people because they believed him. And they believed that he would reward them. These people had problems. They had issues. They had 
social economic issues and family issues. They weren't perfect people. They weren't people that had it all together. It's like this room. Nobody in here is perfect. But these same people were the same people that God turned around and used to change the world because they, they had faith and they believed that he would reward them. God's going to work on you. He's going to be working on us for the rest of our lives. Stop thinking that, that, that God's not, God's going to, he's going to be working on you for the rest of your life. He's going to be working on, but do you believe him? Do you believe that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it? That's the issue. Stay on the potter's wheel and believe God. And stop letting your circumstances tell you what's going to happen. God determines that. Let him determine it. There have been times, so many times... In my own personal life, where I said, Lord, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, and, and, but I believe you. And, and when, if somebody asks me how it's going to happen, I'm going to say, I don't know. Amen. I don't have to have all the answers. Amen. I'm not trying to have all I know is God is big. Amen. And God will move. And so let's watch him move. And then when he moves in the way I didn't know he was going to move, that he gets all the glory, and I just sit back and smile and say, but God. Amen. Can I have an amen? It's the same thing for us. But let's seek him. Lord, we come before you today as your people. And Lord, we are your children, and we are children of faith. We are not children of unbelief and doubt. Lord, those feelings, those emotions, those thoughts, Lord, we choose to fight them. To resist them. Lord, even as the enemy would try to project fear in our hearts, we resist it. And we stay as people of faith knowing that you will reward us. That there's an expectation that we have of you blessing us because we diligently seek you. And Lord, just like you did with Abraham, you you didn't need his circumstances to be perfect for you to move. You even receive greater glory because he didn't have everything right. But Lord, you moved in his body and you quickened him and you made him alive and you made his Sarah's womb alive and you created and you caused the impossible to become possible because you are the great I am that I am. And we ask today, as your people, there are people in this building right now that are under impossible circumstances. Lord, as they respond by seeking your faith, face, show them your glory. Reveal your glory in their circumstance. And God, do the impossible in this moment. God, we just give you the glory right now because you are not... Just the God that was, you are the God that is. And you will always be. And you operate in our now. And God, we just give you praise. God, I rebuke every form of unbelief and doubt right now in the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit of unbelief. I bind every form of doubt. And I rebuke the spirit of fear. 
and I rebuke discouragement right now, and I speak life and faith into the people of God. You are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. God, we just give you the praise. We give you the praise. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <laughs>